Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, Mike Detalia along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, Deuce McAllister, and on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Ben Rothenberg, a host of the No Challenges Remaining podcast, covers the tennis circuit, and Bobby's been waiting all day to talk to you, Ben, so thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, thanks for coming on, Ben, uh, and you look at it, uh, boy, I was kind of impressed. You look at the Australian Open, uh, a lot of young, up-and-coming Americans who maybe we're not familiar with. Uh, there was Battle of Americans. You look at the, the quarterfinals and going forward. And that uh, we haven't really seen this when you look at uh, the Australian Open semifinals since 2009, since Andy Roddick. I mean, uh, what's your take and where we at with, with, uh, as far as players? You know, I think we love the sport if a lot of players are representing our country. Well, what's your take on that? No, absolutely. This is a big tournament for a lot of the American guys showing up and a lot of the sort of depth guys who weren't really the ones being most talked about. I mean, the number one American right now is Taylor Fritz, who's in the top 10. Uh, Francis Tiafo is number two. He made the U.S. Open semifinals last year, and neither of those guys were in the, this group of three people who had three uh, Americans in the eight guys in the quarterfinals. So that was a big, big break for, for just showing the depth of American men's tennis right now. And that's kind of been the, the case a little bit. It's been a little bit of sort of quantity over quality, but now a lot of that that quantity that we're having in like the top 50 of the rankings is, is bearing out pretty deep in the biggest tournament. So it's definitely, definitely positive signs for the future. Now, uh, Ben, uh, pardon the pun, but look at Ben, uh, you know, going against Tommy Paul. But uh, Ben Shelton, I mean, coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere, he's, uh, he hadn't even left the country. He's just 20 years of age, uh, less than a year after winning the NCAA title at University of Florida. All of a sudden, he's traveling outside the United States for the first time, participating in uh, his second Grand Slam tournament. Uh, so what do you think the prospects uh, with Ben Shelton and maybe like a, Tom, a Tommy Paul going forward? Yeah, really good. I think Ben Shelton's someone who's been on the American tennis radar a bit because, you know, we follow like, the NCAA tennis, and he's won two of those titles. Um, but outside of the U.S., people had not heard of him really at all. He hadn't left the U.S. ever. And tennis is obviously a very international sport, the way the tour is set up. So he uh, impressed a lot of people. He's got a lot, a lot of game. He's a big, tall, strong guy, lefty, which is the big advantage of tennis, gets a different sort of spin to the shots. He's going to throw people off. And, yeah, he's been really, really impressive to see uh, so far, and definitely someone with a big upside. And he's, he's making a quarterfinal in Australia. I think it's definitely ahead of schedule for people thought he would be, but it's not a surprise to do it at some point in his career. So he's, he's gotten off to a very strong start. 
in his first trip outside the U.S. And he'll take some growing pains getting used to, you know, the travels of the tour and the, all the different time zones and stuff. It's a different sort of a challenge and lifestyle that we'll have to adjust to. But the, the game is absolutely there, and he, he showed that really well this week. Now, uh, Ben, what is your take, uh, and, and I think, uh, my opinion, I think he's going to take advantage of his opportunity at being Djokovic. Uh, you look at Roger Federer retiring. You look at Nadal, the injuries that he's dealing with. And then I look at Djokovic. We all know about uh, the vaccine and dealing with Australia, but he's back in the country. Yeah. What he's won his past, uh, what, uh, 11 sets and dropped a total, uh, I was reading about like uh, a total of 27 games in that span. Uh, he's ta- uh, chasing, my understanding, his 10th championship at Melbourne. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so what is your take? I mean, uh, when all said and done, will Djokovic be the greatest of all time? Uh, I mean, when you consider... He's in I that mean, conversation. Uh, oh, yeah, because you look at the winning streak at the Australian Open, the, what, 26 matches, that's equaling, uh, my understanding, maybe Andre Agassi uh, mm. for the longest run uh, there in the Open era. So, so uh, w- w- what did you take? Now, some people like the serve. They like the serve, or they don't like him. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he I wins. Mean, it's the greatest. Yeah. Conver- he's definitely. Yeah, he wins a lot for sure. He's in the greatest conversation, absolutely, and he's absolutely. No I think probably almost certainly going to be winning that sort of debate purely on a number of stats basis, right? Like that's where he's going to run. Yeah. Where he's he's going for his twenty second uh, Grand Slam title, uh, uh, Grand Slam singles title on in the final. Against Tsitsipas, that would tie him for most ever among the men at 22. Uh, one behind Serena at 23. It shows the kind of level that you know, she's still at above all those guys. Um, but he he's absolutely there, and I think you know where he loses points in the debate is sort of on all the controversy he's generated and not sort of being the, the bringing the popularity or the sort of spirit that people like Federer and Nadal have brought, and that's sort of where he gets his knocks. But purely purely on the paper and on lifting trophies, he's as good or better than anybody has ever been. Now, uh, you know, Ben, uh, going back to America, United States, and mm-hmm. uh, boy, and I think you look at McEnroe, you look at Jimmy Connors and all that, you look at Andy Roddick, uh, the last man from the U.S. to win a Grand Slam singles tournament at the U.S. Open. But that was 20 years ago. But all of a sudden, I look at a number of uh, American players that are making it like to the quarterfinals. Then all of a sudden, you look quarterfinals, semifinals, maybe the finals. I mean, well, what do you look for, for the next decade uh, with American players going forward, maybe representing? And it's not going to be a lull like we had uh, so long since Andy Roddick. Ben, well, yeah. I'll piggyback off what Bob was saying. Uh, sure. I read an article about, with IMG, and, you know, that, that was a place at one time that everybody went to. And now that's sort of revitalized again. And they have people at IMG saying that they have a group of young 14, 15, 16-year-olds that they think may be the best that's ever passed through IMG. So, man, Hmm. if that's true, then you've got really something for the next 10, 12 years. Yeah, there's there's kids like that all over the world, and it's a really global sport. That's made it so tough for Americans a lot of times. The map has gotten a lot bigger for tennis in all these different countries. You know, like the best tennis player we were talking about is Serbia, and, you know, from Djokovic, and that wasn't a country that was so much on the tennis map in the days of you know, Agassi, Sampras, McEnroe, all those guys you named. So, so it's, been, it's been tougher for sure, and this is a really meaningfully long drought for American men's tennis. I mean, it'll be 20 years in September since Andy Roddick won the last uh, American man uh, yeah. Grand Slam title. And that's, a, that's an incredibly long drought. And, and I, do, I, I don't think uh, that's going to keep going much longer. I do think we're on the tail end of that. I do think within the next 
two, three years, maybe even to be a little bit conservative, like I think that there's going to be somebody breaking through. There's just so many numbers of people coming. And also the guys who have really had the stranglehold on the sport, better than Nadal Djokovic, are getting older and, you know, fading away yeah. from the game. Even if Djokovic is still obviously a big favorite to win this title, he's only getting older. He's, you know, turned 36 this year, and he's going to be on the bit of the downslope of his career eventually. So there will be opportunities. I do think Americans are well-positioned just purely with the numbers of talented sort of top 20 caliber guys they have uh, to be very much in the fighting for, for those prizes once they get the upper grabs again. Ben, I, I got a text about to talk a little bit about the women's game and, mm-hmm. and your thoughts on the, the younger generation of women's tennis players from the United States and the impact they could potentially have. Yeah, but you're competing with the world. And, you uh, are competing. You, you say uh, you might want the Americans to win, but not so fast. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely like it's not dissimilar than the, the men, really. I mean, the women, especially a lot of Eastern It's, it's similar, women, so what you're is, saying. Yeah, yeah, it's come up. They've come up, and the women have had a, a better – haven't had anywhere near the drought the men have had. I mean, because the Williams you know, sisters right. were there flying the flag all through, you know, the last 20 years pretty much and winning lots of titles and keeping American women up there. And then also there are several other women uh, who also won Grand Slam titles around then. Um, most recently was in 2020 for the women at the Australian Open, so not that long a drought at all compared to the men. Uh, but still, you know, it's still a tough ball game out there. And, and the, I think the main prospect from the young American women for sure is Coco Golf, who is uh, still only 18 years old. She made her debut at Wimbledon in 2019, and she was just 15, beat Venus Williams in the first round. I realized a lot of road ahead of her. You know, she hasn't made it to a Grand Slam semifinal or final yet, so I'm sure she's getting a little impatient just because she's been in the conversation for so long. But she's got a really bright future ahead of her and in the top 10 already, and it's someone who should be absolutely looked at as a, being a real meaningful force. And then there's a lot of other players, for sure, coming up yet yeah, in the teams. And in, in women's game, there hasn't really been the same sort of learning curve there has been on the men's side where, you know, guys aren't breaking through till like, their mid-20s now, it seems like. Women's side, it's still possible for even a teenager or, you know, someone in their early 20s to, to come relatively out of nowhere and break well, through pretty quickly and, to, and, to win a title. And, and, and you know what's crazy, uh, Ben? Where do you represent? And I'm like thinking uh, Kazakhstan. She don't like yeah. Kazakhstan. Is that completely <laughs> correct? Maybe I, I thought that was Mongol territory. But I'm looking, okay, she was born in Moscow. And then Kazakhstan going to represent her and give her, I yeah. guess, a bunch of money and all that. So she's playing for that country. So uh, we, we might see more of that. All of a sudden, Belarus, Kazakhstan, whatever might come about. All all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, Kazakhstan, they even have a tennis court? I didn't even know that. I mean, (laughs) mean, mean, I'm thinking like, that's not far-fetched. Am I outrageous thinking that? No, that's actually a really really good good observation, actually. I'm impressed you picked up on that. Yeah, because Kazakhstan has had a program for about 10, 15 years now where they're paying some of these sort of lower-ranked Russian players, almost all Russians, to switch their uh, affiliation from Russia to Kazakhstan in order to really put Kazakhstan on the map and get, you know, Kazakhstan's not getting mentioned on the radio in New Orleans about having tennis players right. in the finals. Not much. So it's been, it's but been, I, no, but so. I know it. But I know Bobby it. Bobby Hebert will. I know it because I love history and I caught that. I go, what? She don't like it. Okay, uh, she's from Moscow. I understand that. And the Soviet Union and all that. Okay, that's why yeah. Kazakhstan took care of her. I mean, I even see yeah. the crowd that's cheering for her. They look like Mongols. I mean, I mean, it's like uh, Mongolia. I mean, it, the whole area went out because I know history. I know territories. Yeah. And when I see her, but that, uh, that, she's a stud and representing Kazakhstan. 
Yeah, there's a, there's actually one or two uh, ethnic Kazakh players that they do have who are more homegrown talent. Uh, but, but the majority of the Kazakh players who are coming up are these Russians who they were able to lure over with the pro- promise of funding their careers, you know, giving them resources that the Russian Federation wasn't wasn't giving them. And it's been a, a big boon yeah. for yeah the Kazakh Federation. And it's also helped out. You were talking about Rabakina, who's the player who's in the uh, Australian Open final yeah. side, won Wimbledon last year. And yeah, and, and it's helped her career too. It's been a good deal for both sides, really, because she wasn't getting the attention or the coaching support or things like that from the Russian Federation, which is pretty disorganized and kind of big and overlooked her. Um, and, and yeah, but Kazakhstan's been ready for her, and she's, you know, made some history under their flag. And it's also helped her because there's all these bans about, you know, Russian athletes competing now and taking away their flag and stuff. So she's sort of found a safe harbor from that uh, under this Kazakh flag. Well, I, I can tell you what, uh, the, the, you know, a stud girl that beat Coco from Latvia. I mean, if I get, mm-hmm. get in the fight, I want her on my side. I mean, she no, was a yeah. stud. She take care of us. Oh, good. She about take strong. Care of herself. Strong. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at her. Uh, we want Coco to win. Uh, but I was like, uh, she's maybe not as powerful. I mean, uh, you got to play on the court. You got to win. Uh, but I was impressed, and I'm looking at, like, whether, uh, you know, you look at uh, the Baltic states, uh, whether it's Latvia, mm-hmm. Estonia, whatever, all that. So it's amazing now where tennis is at that if you truly want to play and you have ability, that it's almost like the NFL and the Combine, uh, they'll find you wherever you're at. If you're not going to disappear, you have an opportunity if you're playing at a high level. This is more like the NBA, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. international. Because it's yeah, international, yeah. Uh, how, how that's went. Absolutely. It's a lot like the NBA. NBA, I think it's the best analogy for the American sports. Like It's just kind of more and more global. The resources it takes to develop a player, you know, NBA, all you really need is a ball and a hoop somewhere. And you right. can play anywhere yeah, right, right. And develop that talent. Tennis is, you know, a little bit more expensive equipment sometimes with the courts and racks yeah. and balls and stuff. But but it's not – the barrier entry is still pretty low, and there's courts all over the world. It just takes, you know, one parent with a dream of seeing their daughter or son be a champion someday to sort of have that tunnel vision, that, that mentality, and that dream and that blueprint to follow. And, yeah, these people can – be champions can be grown anywhere. It's not just, you know, you mentioned IMG. It's not just those sort of Florida academies anymore that can – right. Because at one time that really was it. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really it was IMG. Yeah, everything. everything. Yeah, you look at Chris Everett and all that. Yeah, passed yeah. through yeah. IMG. Mm-hmm. Ben, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. We'll have you back soon, and uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, Ben Rothenberg, who is the host of NCR slash Tennis Podcast, senior editor at RacketMagazine.com. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 